Ahoy, mateys! Welcome to the GameBuoy.org video game podcast, your more or less weekly port of call for gaming news and views that maybe aren't on your radar, but most definitely should be. I'm your host, Captain Spike 2099, and this, oh, and with me as always is First Mate Sidekick. Why don't I get a special name? Because you didn't make one. Ugh, yar. Today is June 9th, 2019, and this is episode 163, Boogie Back. E3 2019 begins. And yes, that is exactly one in the same. Uh, Welcome once again, every one of our lovely and beautiful listener to another episode of the GameBooey.org video game podcast. GameBooey.org video game podcast. Today, we're talking about the first proper day of conferences at the 2019 edition of the very biggest and very bestest week of every year, E3. As we discussed in yesterday's iteration, today we've got Microsoft bethesda and that entire thing devolver digital did see in our show notes she wrote bethesda as bethany and i'm like is that like your sassy nickname for bethesda you know it actually is now because i saw someone tweeting about bethesda's event earlier and their autocorrect caught it and autocorrected it to bethany legit and i laughed for days well i guess we better jump on that as our studio name bethany studios l-o-l-o-l-o-l um you know we are gonna try to keep tonight short or at least our version of short since we're not even halfway through the e3 week yet Uh, but we are going to talk about all three of these we're going to talk about the announcements and we're going to try briefly to talk about the presentations themselves um largely because I think otherwise Devolver is going to be a pretty weird conversation. And we're going to devolve into something like Devolver if we don't keep it moving. Right. So with all that having been said, let's get started. Warm up a cup of tea, zip up your coat or check your hat, and uh, let's relax and think about some games. In this heat, we're going to have to take off our pants. (laughs) um, You did that one yesterday. (laughs) I know grows but i'm just saying it, it, it's hot it's hot out there it is no it's it's hot as hell up in her um psyche the hot topics today are pretty obvious i literally just stated what they were but why don't we start off with devolver uh, do you want to tell us what is the way that we rhyme tko <laughs> i'm <laughs> never gonna get tired of that <laughs> hot topic is the way that we rhyme um so devolver digital had some thing um and i later found that they actually I think it did... might actually still be happening yeah so they had like the pre pre pre-show but then like they um i also found you you can watch their whole thing like actual 20 minute presentation on youtube but really the bulk of what they uh announced was like up on twitter while they were still doing their uh <laughs> their very weird adult swim-esque talk show sort of thing yeah and and let me ask you you know while i was watching it i got tones of very specifically almost like um too many cooks and and that sort of thing um how did you feel about this i was cackling during the bits that i was watching but um eventually i had to turn it off because they weren't actually talking about games yeah they were just um, it was just like a strange comedy program it was very much adult swim 2 a.m during the infomercials block yeah right and i'm like okay but i'm sober because i had to podcast tonight so this does nothing for me right now i'll yeah. probably start watching it again at 11 p.m tonight though 
Yeah, it'll probably still be going. Right? Yeah, Twitch but, chat was lo- like losing their shit and not in the good way. They're like, where are the games? Where are the games? I was like, I've never felt more disconnected from the larger gaming community than right now. Well, that's how I feel during E3 a lot lately, if I'm being real. But um, I will say, you know, for their presentation, they have this whole like character. And um, there is like an amazing moment in the Devolver Digital Discord. And I'm stalling for time because I'm looking up the exact quote because I was really, truly like living for it. And I sent you like this whole ass big old quote because I was just like, this is like, I'm shook by this. Um, But basically they have this character. She's like a fake internet or like a fake like marketing campaign character and basically people were asking on the devolver digital like discord like what she would think about things and i can't find the the full text here unfortunately but um basically the devolver people wrote a scathing response that was just like you know there are actual real problems in the world i'm not sure why you're asking for a fictional spokesperson's opinion on video game industry problems And I was just like, this is amazing. And that's what I think about when I think about people tweeting, like, where are the games? Like, there's actually like some larger things going on. If all you're here for is the games, that's okay. But then just turn it off and do whatever you're going to do with your day. Like, you don't have to be like that. Yeah, I just uh, sent you the... um... Oh, lovely. Here it is. Yeah. Um, So someone had asked, uh, what would Nina Struthers say about the Epic Games Store and Steam Feud? And I'm going to read this whole response because I think this is brilliant. She would probably say that it's batshit stupid for people to be choosing sides in a competition between corporations who do not give a fuck about you in a conflict that has zero bearing on the future of humanity, particularly while there are actual real issues going on in the world that we need to be addressing. The thing is, people just want to get their dopamine hits from completing tasks and saving the world in video games instead of going out and doing the hard work to help save this actual fucking planet that we actually live on. And, and you know, and we're going to go on and on. Um, And then the last paragraph is, you know, she would also likely tell you that it's fucking moronic to look to the opinions of fictional fucking characters for some sort of guidance for your beliefs. Ouch. Yeah, right. But the thing is, this gamer culture, I really appreciate the fact that people far too long are starting to clock that like, no, there's a lot of very unhealthy people people and yeah going on that, that was basically who is she drag her slay her sipping on that true tea hunty well right and it's like uh, for example i i love video games i love playing video games i consider myself an you know an activist or, or at least someone who tries to contribute to my local community and speak up about causes that are important to me so i didn't think this was a harmful comment at all like i thought this was just like yeah there are a lot of people who aren't looking to do work and do just want to complain and then when they see that they've had an impact on you know this or that ad campaign feel like yeah we did it and certainly it's a good feeling and one in which i've indulged myself particularly when i think it's about you know more important matters than video games and what store you're buying your software from Uh, but it's just crazy to me and uh, i apologize i don't like using that word that way but it's just you know one of those things preposterous Um, well precisely thank you it's preposterous because i saw so many people respond negatively to this response online and um 
obviously I can understand, you know, not everything has to be a level 10 emergency. Certainly people are capable of being concerned about more than one thing at a time. It's, it's fair to have your own stake in the EGS and Steam feud. But when we've gotten to the point now that people are asking fictitious spokespeople to like weigh in, yeah, we do. It is a problem. People are acting ridiculous. And I'd love the fact that Devolver of everyone, you know, Devolver and I'll also give big ups to Bethesda because um, they also did something today that I really liked and I'm going to talk about. But I'm, I'm just really happy to see some of these publishers finally noticing that like, hey, this is a very toxic situation and we kind of need to tell these people to their face that we think so. Anyway, all of that is a whole lot of words. Let me ask you, Slaggy. What did you think about the presentation? And then uh, if in case you have anything else to say to it and then dive right into those announcements while I have some cold water that I need. Yeah, I mean, um, it was kind of hard to, uh, like I said, um, because the announcements like basically um, while I was waiting to see if they were actually going to announce anything, I was like, oh, well, they basically announced everything on Twitter. So that was kind of it for me. But yeah, and you know, you know, I'm, I get, I'm always I that it, that kind of humor is not for everyone, and that's fine. I did. Oh no, that type of humor is so. <laughs> totally for me. But I was like, uh, we have a podcast to record, so. Well, yeah, that, and it's like a million degrees in the Bay Area right now. Yeah, and Northern California is on fire again. We're safe, don't you know? For those who maybe heard and are worried, but uh, you know, our thoughts are going out to anyone affected. Indeed. So, start with those announcements. So we have Mediatonic has Fall Guys. It's a 100-player sort of wacky sort of um, mix of... I, I want to say it looks like little mini-games, almost. And uh, basically, people gradually get um, eliminated until only one person remains. And it, it almost seemed to me like, what if Mario Party was a Battle Royale game? And I'm into that as an idea because it's my understanding that it's sort of like a one versus 100 or just like 100 person minigame battle. And that like that's sick AF. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because, I mean, usually Mediatonic is involved with just little, um, well, not little, but they do a lot of mobile and web based stuff. Probably what most people might be familiar with Mediatonic um, was with their involvement in Hat to Full Boyfriend, bringing that to the West in the HD remake. Um, so uh, it, it's cool to see, you know, them involved in something uh, that looks really fun and quirky. Also, I was on their Twitter and I noticed that they had um, an initiative, I guess, to improve uh, mental well-being in the workplace. So props to them, especially in an industry where we have, you know, burnout is a very real thing. So that makes me even want to play uh, Fall Guys even more. Yeah, That's Fall awesome. Guys Ultimate Knockout is, I guess, the full title. Nice. And you were the one who was uh, telling me about Devolver Bootleg, the next game I wanted to talk about. Um Yes. Do you want to describe that one? Because I was actually a little confused before you sent me the description. Yeah, so basically, um, like, you know those, like, 43-in-one bootleg um, Game like Boy cards that used parts, or Yeah, or like, what yeah, you yeah, might yeah. like. Um, right, I, I remember my friend, or something. Uh, yeah, one of my friends in high school had a, um, a Game Boy one. That's why I think a Game Boy, but, like, so this is, like, an 8-in-one um, bootleg, but, like, it obviously... 
involving oh, it even has like a misspelled like blue screen white text like intro screen yes, it That's does. Like, so basically it's um it's available on steam right now uh for one percent off oh the, wow what a deal right i mean and that's just like you gotta love devolver especially like with something like this uh so basically um they it, the idea is that there's meant to be bootleg versions of some of the popular devolver digital games but i mean obviously with cooperation from the actual creators so there's enter the gun dungeon hotline milwaukee ape out jr shooty boots super absolver mini turbo fighting championship Castlevania, um piku biku ball stars and luft trousers um i mean obviously some of those very immediately like you get the joke but um some of them like Castlevania. i'm not sure what one i guess that just means i need to uh do a little more uh pay a little more attention to some of the stuff that devolver has been putting out because uh i mean like things like hotline milwaukee obviously enter the gun dungeon super obvious i think shooty boots is down well and i'm so excited to try it i i actually have already bought this product because it just sounds like a real hoot, but I haven't had time to play it, and I won't until after we get this episode recorded and edited and posted, but I'm so excited. Yeah, um, so it just looks really cute. They're all done in, like, 8-bit style. Um, Ape Out Jr. is done like a, uh, sort of like a Donkey Kong Jr. style. So it just, um, you know, it looks really silly, and, um, <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> the blue screen says Devolver Digital. So, I mean, it's just like it has that, you know, that touch of humor that we, well, that some of us, I guess, enjoy from Devolver Digital and some people just can't deal with because they're too busy um, being Steam versus Epic Game Store. Indeed. Um, we also had this uh, really strange game at Carry On. And um, this one, I actually, um, I will say, was struggling to follow the trailer for this one a little bit it looked like it was a, a like a horror game but not quite well, what could you tell me about this one well my understanding is that's like a horror game but you um like flip the roles like uh is this, so you're the re- baddie reverse horror game so um that sounds sick af though yeah um and again i mean kind of the trend i noticed today is that like it's really hard to make judgments based just on um trailers but at least like this one kind of showed like kind of like what the levels look like i mean i felt like even with um and you know when we'll get to microsoft's um in a little bit or bethesda's or bethany's like a lot of it's just like oh it's a cool looking trailer uh can't really tell a lot from it but yeah it'll be interesting to see more about this it's coming to pc and console in 2020 um fall guys by the way is ps4 and pc in 2020 oh hooray Let's see. And then we also have here House of the Gun Dead. Now, this yeah, is an incredible it, announcement. Do you want to talk about this one? Yeah, so this is a two-player light gun arcade game uh, based on Enter the Gun Wait, I'm sorry. You mean a game in the style of arcade game design, right? No, no. It's actually coming to arcades what? in 2020. And uh, you'll be able to own a cabinet at home if you want for $5,000. But I, w- I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they port it to, you know, your favorite consoles. Yeah, it, it was my impression that it would get a home release in time. Yeah, but um, the funny thing is, what was funny to me is that Devolver, before they, you know, had their show tonight, 
uh, in their announcements, they said, oh, there's going to be something available tonight for some sort of monetary purchase. And then something that's coming later, but will be $5,000. And people were like, oh, Devolver. But nope, (laughs) that was actually true. Because we have Devolver Bootleg, which you can get tonight. And $5,000 cabinet for Enter the Gungeon, House of the Gun Dead. Now, um, Sulker, your husband, is a, if I'm not mistaken, big fan of Enter the Gungeon, correct? Yeah, yeah. Enter the Gungeon gets played. And so I'm I'm stoked, you know, uh, because we play so much Gungeon here that it's just kind of like, yeah, I don't know that we'll find an arcade machine of this, but at some point we're definitely going to want to play it. Well, hopefully uh, around one or something we'll have it, or maybe even uh, Dave and Buster's. Thankfully, we're lucky enough to live near multiple Like a hundred of each. <laughs> yeah. And then the last... Uh... This one I, I knew that you would be excited about, because you were into the... Um, base game of this a lot yeah well this announcement was of the messenger picnic panic um this is a tropical themed dlc to the much loved nintendo switch playstation 4 and pc release um this is of course a really fantastic metroidvania-esque actually it's more ninja gaiden-esque uh actually you should play it yourself type game it's uh Available already on Nintendo Switch, PS4, and PC. And the DLC, which is going to be free, releases on July 11th on all three platforms. That's cool. I um, I think it's cute that they went with like a tropical theme. It's very like, makes me think of like Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze or something. You know, Absolutely. Like taking it to a tropical setting. Cute. Absolutely. So that about does it for the Devolver Digital Show. Um, overall, I thought that, I mean, you know. It's Can't really to- call it a. Yeah, they call it a show. Ordinarily, we would rate the show. Um, in this case, I don't know that I would feel comfortable rating this show, but it is a set of announcements that I'm excited about, and they did put out a show with entertainment value. So you could do worse. Yeah, and I mean, in, in terms of like, I have to say, like, I wasn't able to watch anything actually live. So just based on the announcements is how I would rate it. If I gave this an A to F letter score, it would be a series of windings. That makes so like that is actually like the only sensible rating you or grade you could give this. In fact, that's going to be the official show grade. Wingdings. Wingdings. All right. All right. So, um, what's up with our girl Bethany? Yes, our girl Bethany had a lot of an- exciting announcements this year. Ooh, she had to spill the tea, honey. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, well, um, reading is fundamental. Ended for the time being because it's off season so i've got to get my like yes indeed well hey live loud live proud girl it is june and i ain't gonna quiet you down so the elder scrolls blades was announced for switch very immediately in the bethesda um pre uh event now something that was funny is that the event, you know, it kind of ramped up slow, I had felt. But once they got going, I felt like this was one of the better Bethesda um, presentations that they've had in recent years. Um, I thought that they had a lot of personality for once. You know, they talked about uh, Elder Scrolls Blades and um, announced it as Switchblades, which I thought was hell of just super cute. <laughs> he was like, our first thing to show you is Switchblades. <laughs> it's just, I mean, uh, Sulker and I were both cackling about it. Um, it will be free to play, cross play, and cross progression with the mobile version. Um, if you've already been playing on phone, you can pick up where you left off on Switch. Otherwise, they were even recommending, like, hey, you could download it on your phone now and pick up on Switch when it comes out. Yeah, you know, honestly, like, I had not 
really because I mean, you know, I never really engaged with the um, Elder Scrolls series or honestly a lot of what Bethesda does, even though I respect what they do. But um, kind of seeing it like how it's going to play on the Switch, I'm like, okay, you know, maybe I will pick that up on pick pick it up like as if it costs anything, right? Uh, but um, download it on the phone and then continue on Switch if I enjoy it and get get my Switch blades going. Excellent, excellent. Uh, we also got word that the Elder Scrolls Online is getting a DLC adventure. Um, it's called the Dungeon DLC Adventure Scalebreaker. Oh, cool. Uh, that was met with a warm response. The Bethesda um, conference, in fact, I'll say, they had a very enthusiastic um, audience. And in fact, I, I like, saw yeah, some I feel people... like Bethesda's audience, our fan base is pretty dedicated. Yeah. And um, I actually, it, they were so dedicated that I saw a lot of people online um, tweeting that they felt like this audience had to have been receiving payment because in exchange for their enthusiasm, because, uh, you know, the fandom is just not that excited about Fallout 76. <laughs> Mm. it's it's tough though because you know as you just said and as we've observed ourselves in prior years the bethesda audience is typically an intense one and there were so many people at that event like shouting things at the the audience or at the presenters it, it didn't play well i don't think they'd pay someone to do that yeah it it was just weird because i also clocked that behavior during the microsoft event like there were also a lot of people shouting things at presenters it's like is this like are you all forgetting uh, how to behave in public are you at a drag show and you're like fuck my pussy with a rake mom yeah right you're like uh you're like a teen girl at a drag show for the first time and you don't know how to behave yourself so you just and treat you're like it touching like you're the drag someone's... queen's face yeah you're just um, like oh, by the way if you party. if you go to a drag show don't touch a drag queen unless they give you permission yeah respect personal space um yes let's see we also got the announcement yeah. of the next elder scrolls legends expansion which is going to be releasing on june 27th that one is the moons of elsewhere we cool. also good yeah good news for elder scrolls fans i guess yeah, yeah. And and in fact, we also got very brief updates on Elder Scrolls 6 and Starfield, which is simply that there are still games in development. We did not get anything else particularly new on either of those releases. And uh, given that, although we didn't talk about it yet, Microsoft also went today and we didn't get anything about those releases there. Um, yeah, it, they must not be at the show this year. Please look forward to it. Right? This whole no Sony thing tomorrow is really tripping me up like i'm yeah to sunday microsoft monday sony and that's where the big games are between the yeah two. um but i mean i think the the thing about bethesda bethany the thing about your girl bethany is that she, i feel like she's usually i mean fallout 76 kind of you know i think that's why people are surprised bethany mm -hmm. usually um seems to you know wait until a product is ready and you know even if it means that it's going to take a while um, to polish it, you know, similar to a Nintendo or even something like a Disney, you know, where they will delay something if it means that it's going to be a better quality. So, yeah, it is. It is interesting that Fallout 76, in many's opinions, feel that it was kind of rushed to market. Yeah, because uh, I mean, I, I I have to admit, I don't know a lot about Fallout 76, but the the new update will add npcs does that mean there's no npcs in the game right now well it's actually you know it's my, my understanding it is actually meant to be like a player driven world player driven economy you're signing up to to take part in the fallout experience of coming out of a 
out of a vault and not have you know not finding people out in the world and the only people you see are the people from your vault mm. so i mean i had to say that because you were like incredulously laughing but for their design intent it actually made a lot of sense it just isn't something that i think for a lot of players i don't think it really worked Hmm. But, but I mean, either way, the fact that, you know, they're turning around wastelanders with, you know, NPCs, full dialogue trees, a, a whole new main quest, and it's going to be a free download this fall. It's kind of like uh, Fallout Izing it, I guess. Or, reading it more in line with like the um, traditional Fallout games. Yeah, it's almost to me like Fallout 76, A Realm Reborn. Like, this sounds like the changes the fan base has been asking for. And I, I hope it's well received because I like Fallout oh. and I'd hate for it to do poorly. Um, and a related note, if you're interested in Fallout 76 and don't want to pl- pay to see if you don't like it, this week it will be free to play on its supported platforms. Uh, Xbox okay. One, PS4, PC, you'll be able to play for free from June 10th to June 17th. Okay. It's also going to be getting a Battle Royale mode because oh, of course. every game gets a Battle Royale in 2019. Um, the new game mode is called Nuclear Winter. It is going to be a 52 Battle Royale mode. And apparently it's uh, very specifically like, yeah, we saw Fortnite doing interesting things. So now we wanted to try doing this thing. Mm -hmm. And apparently there will be a sneak peek of the event during the free to play period. Okay, so that might be worth it. Yeah, right. So I will. I'll probably see if this is up yet um, for download for the trial when we're done recording. Watch that. Watch that data cap. uh, Right. Yeah. For real, I'm. So, um, I spent all day streaming E3 conferences. I'm legit worried about my data cap. Oh, I don't think streaming on Twitch is gonna, unless you were like insisted on making it 4K the whole time or whatever. I don't know, bitch. I didn't buy an Xbox One X and a 4K TV to watch things in 480p. I did. No, I'm just kidding. I don't have a 4K TV. Um, I'm curious to, be, to know. To be clear, I'm, I'm also joking. I was not streaming in 4K, like, obviously. Um, I'm curious what you think of the little tease for Ghostwire Tokyo, which is the new Shinji Mikami game Excellent. from Tango Gameworks, of course. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited about... Um, ghostwire tokyo as far as like the concept and setting go you know it's very like modern day japan meets like sci-fi or not quite sci-fi but like fantasy and like supernatural elements um i'm really excited about this and they're describing it as more of like an action adventure game than survival horror so yeah and at first i was like is this actual footage of real people in tokyo like the I mean, not that graphics are everything, and, you know, maybe that was just cutscenes and not in-game engine, but, like, the graphics are really good. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, something I did think was also really cool was that um, Bethesda actually brought out Ikumi Nakamura-san to talk about the... Uh, the game and she actually it has been mikami-san's um protege for as i understand it at least uh several years and this mm. um him bringing her out introducing her the way that he did um a lot of people feel is probably the first stages of a changing of the guard at uh tango gameworks uh because you know mikami-san is getting older 
Uh, so this is yeah, I mean, really I mean, just we... exciting stuff because she's mm-hmm. been working with him for so many years and to see her taking lead in this game and for everyone to be so excited about it and for it to have such an interesting, fresh energy, I just all around i thought she presented it great i thought it was great that he um you know really brought her out and and is starting to introduce her to people i i want more people and especially um women developers and directors to start getting their due so that they can be spoke of in the same breath as shinji mikami and um that guy who did a lion head that you were messaging me about earlier peter molyneux yeah we oh yeah we were making fun of him earlier because, of course, yeah, we because were. every studio is getting purchased by Microsoft now. But poor Lionhead, lol. Um, um, anyway, though, I'm super excited for Ghostwire. Those are the reasons why. Um, what about you? Were you what did you think of Ghostwire? Yeah, I mean, this is another example of where it's really hard to tell just based on a trailer that doesn't really show gameplay. Um, but you know, it looks promising, and we know we know Shinji Mikami is one to put out a quality product so yeah yeah let's see we also got the announcement of arcane lions next game uh this one is called death loop it is apparently a mind-bending story designed around meticulously designed levels it is made of course by the dishonored folks over at arcane lion um they say that it's going to follow the very same kinds of principles in design as the Dishonored series. Uh, so you'll be approaching problems using your powers in a multiple cool. ways, sort of figuring it out, you know, how do you want to do it? Um, I love the Dishonored games mechanically. And so the idea of like tying it into like a tight story that will also be almost like very like puzzly um, and is sort of focused around a narrative conceit time loops which i myself really really like yeah i am already sold yeah um i've never played the dishonored games but i've liked the concept behind them so this will be interesting every time i hear arcane lion i just think like arcane lion gonna tell me where the light is (laughs) oh my god (laughs) also the yeah need to uh put out a new record for real that that remains true um we also got the announcement that doom eternal will be releasing on november 22nd um and in fact not only are we going to be venturing to hell but also to heaven Uh, some of the visual stuff they showed was ridiculous it looked super fun super wild um they also showed a multiplayer mode a new one called battle mode uh this is where you play as two player controlled demons versus one player controlled doom guy and it's sort of like an asymmetrical first person fighting game um Hmm. yeah that sounds sick af to me i love asymmetrical experiences and i just think that's neat af cool let's see we uh also had word from them out about the wolfenstein franchise uh they're going to be releasing cyber pilot in vr this july and then they're also going to be releasing the expansion pack or or standalone expansion young blood which is a co-op shooter in which where you play as the protagonist's twin daughters all grown up um that's going to be coming uh on july 26th and that one has almost like a uh exploitation-esque like lady doms of the you know nazi killing enterprise or whatever yeah uh, i was hella into it like as they were like doing backflips and jabbing little pens into people's knives and uh, it was i was just like yeah i'm hella into this like this is so my aesthetic and every other word out of the person presenting its mouth were literally like killing Nazis. 
like he was constantly saying the words kill Nazis, killing Nazis, best ways to kill Nazis, best ways to watch Nazis die. And it was just super lovely because we had just the other day uh, EA talking about how, you know, they're trying to make games that are are apolitical. And we had, I think it was Ubisoft saying, you know, the goal of our games is to get to the point that everyone is represented and they're apolitical, not really having any singular voice. Oh, see, and I then thought we you have say- Bethesda here literally like fuck Nazis, kill Nazis, die Nazis, enjoy watching Nazis suffer. I thought you were going to say, see, I thought you were going to say like, oh, we just had the other day uh, neo-Nazis at Detroit Pride. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a real life thing because, that happened. Y'all remember, um, y'all remember when we were saying um, during the Glomer group um, times that um, they were Nazis and people were like, oh, no, you're overreacting. Uh, no, literally Nazis. But uh, that's, also- that's, that's a topic for another podcast. We also have word that the id software classic free-to-play shareware game commander keen is coming back still in free-to-play form however (laughs) in you know sort of standard monkey's paw-esque modern day wish fulfillment this remake is an ios and android exclusive at least initially it was like a puzzle like a puzzly well precisely so it's described as like a saturday morning cartoon take um rather than being a 2d side scroller like the much loved pc classic that literally helped codify side scrolling games it's sort of like an item-based action puzzle like game not entirely dissimilar to something maybe like the incredible machine from what i could tell Uh, which you know a lovely game but not exactly what i was expecting Uh, That having been said, they did indicate that this was the first step in the revival of the brand. Hopefully it goes well, and hopefully we get more. Cool. There were also two other notes um, here, and then we're wrapping this one up. The first was that Rage 2 is getting a new expansion. This one is called Rise of the Ghosts. It looks really cool. They're adding locations, enemies, guns, um... vehicles, mecha. It, it looks. Is that the one that had like awesome. a um, sitcom trailer? Yes, which was also <laughs> super too, too many cooks. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I was so so stoked for that. Uh, what did you think when you saw that trailer? I mean, obviously, I cackled at the um, the sitcom communist. You know, it was very TGIF um, style, which Friday night and the mood is right. Um, yeah, I mean, Rage is not a series that I've put a lot of time. In, you know, around. I mean, I haven't because I mean, uh, but you know, I, I don't really um, tend to play uh, first-person shooters. But you know, um, it made me, you know, at least interested in more. Excellent. And yeah. I mean, that's um, Avalanche works on that, right? Indeed. And I mean, I know that you love the Just Cause games, so. Um, well, and yeah, in, in a philosophical design sense, Rage Two, in my opinion, really does harken back to like Just Cause Two, which is like my favorite. So yeah, I, I'll honestly probably be buying a game, buying a copy of the game over this because I've enjoyed my time with the game well enough that I might as well buy a copy. Cool. Thank you. Um, and then last but certainly not least, you know, it's not a title, but Bethesda did discuss and introduce their new software technology. It's called Orion, and it's uh, sort of like a software layer that gets implemented at the game engine level um, to sort of work with streaming systems. And, and they specifically name drop the Google Stadia. Um, okay, to yeah, allow I mean, them... that's the flavor of the week. 
Yeah, yeah. To allow gamers to stream with much lower latency. And the idea is that, you know, because it's implemented at that game engine level, that um, it's it's not just, you know, emulating your button inputs or whatever, but is rather handling it in a, a different and presumably more accurate way, um, even when, quote unquote, your family is sucking up all the bandwidth, well, which <laughs> is for me a very important case use, use case. Well, I was just going to say, um, I mean, with what we heard about Stadia and what we talked about yesterday, um, it's nice um, to, it's nice that at least Bethany's got our backs. They did note that um, before it rolls out as like a whole ass like uh, product or whatever for 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 publishers to license or whatever, um, gamers will be able to test it out in beta by joining the Doom Slayers Club. Uh, so there. Hey, is I thought that was just what we call the group that we hang out with. Ah, we have the right. Doom Slayers Club. Doom Slayer, not Dame Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that was Bethesda. Uh, for me, this was a very strong year. I thought that they really showed a lot of great titles, some great features, new ideas, even the stuff that wasn't for me. I felt like, hey, I think it's really cool that they're, you know, still catering to this audience, mm-hmm. this fan base. Overall, I would probably give this like a like a B plus. I yeah, think I that they B+, did real solid. Yeah, yeah B plus. Yeah. Excellent. It, it was B- in my B's opinion. for Bethany. Right. Like it was a little slow, but and, you know, it wasn't all games that I necessarily loved, but it really, I thought, was a solid presentation. Yeah, and kind of a lot of uh, flash and not a lot of like, you know, I like I said, I mean, I'm really looking for, uh, you know, what does this game look like? Like, what's the play style? So anyway. Yeah. Well, so my rating we just talked about our ratings. Excellent. I was going from one of my handwritten notes. I was going to read my rating. I'm like, I literally just did that. This heat is getting to me. Um, mm-hmm. Then let's head on toward Microsoft so that we can start wrapping this up. Yeah. Um, we got a cornucopia of announcements at the Microsoft event. Yeah, so she didn't have to read it. Yeah, um, we're going to have to go through this fairly quick. So, Sayagi, your, your help will be appreciated and not getting too far afield. <laughs> I I've, I follow that. I'm just saying, you know, there was there was a classic NES rare property revived. And I know that you like 20 minute <laughs> tangents about NES anticipation. Well, I'm it wasn't anticipation. You to not. Could you imagine if it was anticipation, though? Oh, my God. Everyone's like, who's your guy on the inside? <laughs> mm, guys inside uh, let's keep this Ooh, moving so so uh let's see the first big announcement that really caught my attention was probably the announcement that forza 4 is going to be getting a lego speed champions expansion it's super cute yeah so this is a lego expansion for forza horizon 4 it's launching this week uh you basically are going to get to drive around lego city tracks you're gonna get to drive a lego car it appears that it's gonna have like some kind of like music and theming and the thing we can really look to is that you know the forza horizon i think it was three had done a hot wheels paradise pack oh cute and it was like um it had like the orange plastic like loopy bits and oh my god and so cute and so well like done and executed that i'm i'm really really stoked for this lego expansion um i do have forza four do you play forza at all saggy I haven't played a lot, but I think I have it from, like, Game Pass, I think. Now, that's I awesome. Pass. 
And, you know, we're going to talk a lot about Game Pass today. I just have to say, though, something that was really cool about this event um, in the bottom left hand of every uh, hand corner of each trailer, they showed whether a game was going to be on Game Pass or not. Yeah, Um, I felt like the majority of these games were. And as a result, even the ones that I wasn't like, oh, I want to I'm into that or oh I want to buy that or oh I can't wait for that it was like wow I guess I'll check that out it looks interesting enough for free Mm -hmm. or you know included in the cost of game pass I know game pass isn't free um let's see we also got the announcement of age of empires 2 definitive edition coming with remastered audio and graphics that remastered (laughs) right um I love age of empires 2 I will definitely be playing this um We've talked about Age of Empires 2 here on the show before. Do, do you have anything to add other than Wololo? Um, we also got the announcement of Minecraft Dungeons. This looks so cute. Well, right. So Minecraft Dungeons is coming in spring of 2020. It's a third-person top-down cooperative multiplayer Minecraft action game spin-off. Um and it was sort of described as like taking its cues from classic games. And like there was an official tweet to that effect. And I'm like, okay, that just means Doom clone. Because if you watch the video, it is a Doom clone. Uh, don't you mean Diablo? Oh, I do mean Diablo. Thank you. You know, that's just like last night's episode. I kept calling the Xbox Scarlet, the Xbox Crimson. And it's like, sorry, it's like 20 degrees warmer these last two days than it was the two days preceding it. And my brain is not working. Yeah. Y'all got a deal. Yeah. Um, Minecraft Dungeons look super cute. Like just the trailer was adorable. Oh, for real. I thought the presentation of the trailer was adorable. The actual game looks fun. I love Diablo clones. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, the fact that this one is also coming out, you know, they didn't announce it at the show, but we did find out via Twitter after the show, this game's also releasing on the Switch. Yeah. So like for me, it's an absolute no brainer. And if, you know, leveraging the Xbox Live platform, which we don't know about, but if it does leverage the Xbox Live platform, it would be lovely if that meant that I could have one save across platforms. Yeah. And achievements that can show you that can show your friends how well you play the game. (laughs) You nerd. Um, Let's see. Where do you think that um, Toys R Us catalog kit is now? Probably lurking Reddit. Uh, anyways. <laughs> I, um, yeah, we, we got more footage from Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, but, you know, we talked about that yesterday. I didn't yeah. think that we saw enough worth talking about again. Uh, we got the announcement of a new Blair Witch game. I thought the trailer of this game was so effective. Um, lots of uh, run, running around a forest with a flashlight being just scared as hell. Um, and in fact, it's funny because while if I was playing it at first, I was watching it. I'm like, is this like a Silent Hill remake or something? Like, what is this? It looks scary and not right? combat and You love you some Blair Witch. Well, oh, I sure do. And uh, as we're watching, it was Sulker's just like, oh, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to play this. It looks scary as hell. And then we saw the Blair Witch card and it's like, oh, shit, because we're big fans of the mythology so and you are not making me play that on halloween (laughs) you're right we'll play it as a group on halloween okay good because there was that one blair witch uh movie that you made you tried to make me watch and i was just way too scared of you like rage went to sleep it was i felt so bad after the fact like that was that was the the blair witch by the by okay yeah I, i hid under the blankets that terrified me I love that movie. I thought it was a very effective movie. But the anyway, this other uh, game we on. saw get announced was the new game by Ninja Theory. Um, Ninja Theory, of course, 
now a part of Xbox Game Studios, as we learned last year. Um, This game is called Bleeding Edge. It is a first-person action combat multiplayer game. Uh, It looks like sort of their take on an Overwatch-type experience, sort of. More punchy? But punchier. And yeah, I... Like literal punches. Very interested in it. The thing Um, that I really noted is that there were a couple of um, larger folk. So, like, there was this super cute-looking big girl... And like, so I like seeing the diversity of characters. Absolutely. It, it's There's also like a thoughty cowboy, but like a daddy cowboy. It seemed meaningfully diverse. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. Let's see. We also got the announcement that the sequel to Ori and the Blind Forest is nearly upon us. Ori and the Will of the Wisps is going to be releasing on February 11th, 2020. Dude, I still need to play the first Ori, but I heard like that it was very, very, very good, like emotionally like resonating and all that. Excellent. Um, Ori and the Blind Forest is on Game Pass already, so you could play it today. I, 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 probably, I probably have it downloaded, honestly. <laughs> LOL. Let's see, we uh, got the announcement that Dragon Ball Z Project RPG is now known as Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Uh, we got a rather long, in my opinion, trailer showing us a little bit what the game is. It appears to be a Dragon Ball Z action RPG in the mold of like the Ultimate Hero yeah. games. So, like, and um, there has been some like additional gameplay fights. footage since this trailer, um, which has led people to think even more that um, the visual engine really does look like uh, like what we used to see out of the Ultimate games. Like, finally, I mean, this is the type of, I think this is the type of Dragon Ball game, aside from something like Fighters, um, that we Dragon Ball fans want. Excellent, excellent. And I, I would agree with that statement, because it, as a huge Dragon Ball fan, you know, I play like Dragon Ball Legends on the phone. I play fighters on, uh, you know, multiple different platforms, because I'm kind of trying to learn how to play it meaningfully. Um, I've been recently like rewatching Dragon Ball Kai, because I read the Dragon Ball Super manga, and there was something in a recent chapter that had me wanting to revisit. So I, I'm just I'm so stoked. Like I love Dragon Ball, and this just looks like such like the Dragon Ball game I've always wanted. Like I don't want most of these other games. Just give me big ass, incredible recreations of the biggest, baddest Dragon Ball fights. Throw hell yeah. at the screen so that they look gorgeous and big and floofy, and just let me love it. And it finally looks like we're getting that. I'm so happy. It's not Xenoverse, right? All right, let's keep moving. Yeah, we got confirmation that The Outer Worlds, the new RPG from Obsidian, will be released on October 25th. Um, They are, of course, Obsidian, a part of Xbox Game Studios. Um, It was um, indicated that this is also going to be available on Game Pass, as all Xbox Game Studios are. I hadn't realized when Microsoft was acquiring all of these studios that it meant I wasn't going to have to buy games from these studios anymore. This is crazy. Like game ta- game pass is, is I keep saying crazy. This is unbelievable. This game pass thing continues to break my expectations in a good way. Yeah. And uh, you know, this for me is like outer worlds is one of those games I'd be interested in, but maybe wouldn't play it right off. You know, the trailer was very moody. It seemed very like what if fallout, but a different type of sci-fi and the way we satire it is 
differently slanted and i'm here for that like it seems very like we want to talk about like consumerism and we want to talk about you know corporations and the way they run our lives and these are things i'm interested in games talking about um did you have any thoughts on outer worlds not really all right then what about microsoft flight simulator a game that is well loved and is making its much vaunted return um cute i mean uh very specific like you know 90s throwback you know i mean it's funny you say that i literally got a text message from a friend today that he's buying an xbox one because of this wow like no joke i got it i i actually and i will say i texted him um to say oh yeah microsoft just announced a new flight simulator because i knew he used to be really into those and um he was like oh wow i was just gonna message you today if i should buy an xbox one or get a new ps4 and i was like well you know i went over a couple of the other things he was like no i'm getting an xbox one there's a new flight simulator so it's like okay (laughs) never mind because i was starting to message him back like oh you know game pass oh you know um xbox one x versus ps4 pro da, 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 da. and he's just like no i made up no, my mind simulator. when you said flight simulator <laughs> yeah um and just so that you know it, it was matt we don't have to say his last name on air uh, okay <laughs> that's right yeah <laughs> um let's see we also got the announcement of a new 2d three-player couch co-op side-scrolling brawler battletoads revival yes I'm... time for you mean soccer to uh, get our toad on um absolutely i am a huge battletoads fan i actually think that it's like a good game even if somewhat punishing by today's standards yeah, I'm, like i'm wondering how punishing this one's gonna be but i was gonna say as a fan um what i saw was very interesting but also left me with a lot of questions so i'm very curious how they're gonna handle it honestly though it looked fun like it just looked yeah. like it had a good energy um, the new Tales of game was formally announced today. You know, we had indicated in yesterday's episode that Tales of Arise's announcement had been leaked. Um, this is coming to PC and Xbox in 2020. It will likely also be coming to other platforms as well. But obviously, they wouldn't be talking about that at the Microsoft show. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people note that, you know, now that Hideo Baba is no longer on team Tales of since, you know, he had left namco bandai a few years ago um he was with square enix a few for a while and actually he recently left there as well um but as a result uh this looks different from every tales of game before it and a lot of people are assuming it's because of this changing of the Mm. guard uh did you clock a difference in appearance and if so what did you think of it i mean i haven't spent a lot of time with any of the tales games but i did it like just visually looked like a something a little different and um for better or worse if you have an opinion, um, of course. No opinion. All right. Let's see then. Um, we also got the announcement of the Elden Ring. This is, of course, the collaboration between Hidetaka Miyazaki-san at From Software, um, from obviously most known for being sort of the man in charge of the Dark Souls and uh, Demon Souls series, uh, Sekiro, Soulsborne, etc., etc., and George R. R. Martin, uh, best known for Game of Thrones. Um unfortunately we did not get much more information than was initially leaked about this game yeah just uh, but we like... did get a little bit of information online about it after the fact oh okay mostly just about the fact that martin was involved in sort of shaping the worldview the world mythology um miyazaki so lots was of, lots of death and boobies and miyazaki was then sort of um from there sort of uh 
taking and writing like the theme based on the focus of like the will of mankind to survive. So it it sounds interesting um, from the gameplay description. It sounded like it might be another Soulsborne type game, which I mean, mm. I think we all kind of expected, but it's just a little bit. How do I say um, this is probably one of those rare times where if you're going to bring someone like Martin in and you're going to have Miyazaki do all this work on like the theme and stuff, I hope that it is not a game so punishing or so obtuse that it can't be appreciated by you know people who are not here to spend 80 hours dying over and over and reading every mm. item description ad infinitum to try and find new details like give me one spoken cutscene, please explain your story to me please yeah maybe this will be a little bit of a light souls hey you know that would be great because i love those games but their stories do nothing for me even though they should they have all the pieces i would like but the way that they're presented, it, it just doesn't click for me. Um, either way, we got the new uh, Elite Controller model announced as well. You know, the Xbox Elite Controller, um, the big, fancy, expensive controller that you can order that's supposed to be like super prestige. Um, mm -hmm. The new one called the Series 2 has an internal battery. It has a charging dock. It, it can use standard bluetooth presumably to connect to other devices it has even more like customization settings and like uh customization settings presets to save uh, it just sounds like bigger and better in every way probably going to be a couple hundred dollar controller but it does look nice um i have not yet been able to convince myself to throw down the money on an elite controller but they look so gorgeous i would love to have one they remain like a maybe someday for me um what did you think yeah maybe someday like not even really on my radar right now well speaking of not even on your radar right now we also got an enormous world shattering announcement almost at least for certain of us Sega's much-loved and much-wanted online RPG, Fantasy Star Online 2, is coming to the West in English on Xbox One and PC. It is free-to-play, will be releasing in English in Spring 2020, and it is everybody's understanding that this is going to be PC and Xbox One console exclusive in, in the West. Yeah, that was, I mean, and I've never... I never played any of the fantasy stars, but I mean, uh, like all of my online friends and, you know, IRL friends, not all of them, but you know, so many people have been talking about fantasy star and like PSO two not coming West. So I was like, Oh wow. So, I mean, I, even someone who is, has never played any fantasy stars, um, you know, like I can tell the weight of this announcement. Excellent. Excellent. Let's see. We also got word that Gears 5 is coming on September 10th, and it's apparently not going to be called Gears of War 5. It's just going to be called The War is Gone and The War's Over. Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm, is I'm that being why? Facetious. Oh, okay. I'm being facetious. I have no idea. The trailer didn't help either. It was like, oh, my head is turning into other people's heads. <laughs> Yeah, well, and it was very specifically um, dealing with, like, the deep lore of the series. Like, that was definitely, like, a for-the-fans type trailer, and I really appreciated that. Okay, cool. Um, you will be able to play the game four days early by buying the special edition or having the ultimate edition of Game Pass. Um, of course, it might worry you that I just said the ultimate edition of Game Pass. We're going to explain what that means in just a few minutes. It is not, like, a, a tiered like preference service on game pass we're not suddenly getting like game pass silver and game pass gold thank god um 
anyway, but there will be a multiplayer tech test with a new arcade game type hitting the service on uh, in July, hitting Xbox Live in July. Uh, there's also going to be a Terminator Dark Fate DLC crossover character pack. I was cackling when I heard the music notes hit during the trailer of like the dun 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 dun. Like, are you serious right now? Like, calm down. <laughs> Um, we also got Xbox or Microsoft, I should say, talking about um, sort of the progress of their X Cloud platform. That is, of course, the uh, console streaming solution that Microsoft is doing. Coming for Stadia. All right. And, you know, so their their pitch is sort of more akin to what we saw uh, Sony try to do with like the PS4 and PS Vita Aww. and PS3 for like remote play. Um, but it also has sort of a component where, um, you know, not just are you going to be able to be streaming this on your network, but ostensibly wherever you are on your phone or whatever, you'll still be able to be doing your your uh, console streaming from Xbox X Cloud. And there have been quite a few people suggesting that we may see X Cloud pop up on other platforms at some point as well. So who knows? I wouldn't be surprised. Indeed. But speaking of surprised. Yeah, we have a, another studio joining Microsoft Game Studios. And why, why don't you talk fine. about it? And that's awesome. Uh, you know, I'm yeah. a big Double Fine fan. We got a, a new trailer for Psychonauts 2, which was amazing. So basically, Tim Schafer doesn't have this. to do crowdfunding anymore. Although he did say that they will be honoring any um, crowdfunding rewards that uh, still need to be owed for anything, which I haven't really followed. Well, and he also like. indicated that the uh, previously announced multi-platform games will remain multi-platform. Um, you oh, know, good. much like when Microsoft picked up... Uh, I, we had just sort of been talking about um, some of the other studios that they've picked Obsidian, up. Obsidian, yeah. Obsidian, yeah, is a, a real good pick. A Ninja Theory is a good pick. You know, they were also allowed to release their products on other platforms that had still been in development. So this does track with sort of what we're seeing as Microsoft's MO. Um, it's almost the opposite of what we're seeing with the Epic Games Store and Steam Store kerfuffle, where Microsoft is straight up like, yeah, I know you're a studio we own, but you promised those gamers those games, deliver them. And I mean, you know, we see Microsoft working with Nintendo closely lately. So. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they've recently indicated that uh, so uh, their business on the business side. So I don't think that this has really reached what we're going to be talking about yet. But, um, you know, there are talks happening between Sony and Microsoft on, on streaming stuff as well. I think that we are going to see oh, yeah. all hands on deck situation in the fight against the bigger Googles of the world. And I think... You know, a lot of people in the last year have really talked a lot about the Nintendo uh, Microsoft friendship. I honestly think that we have the strangest bedfellows yet to come, in yeah. my opinion. Um, let's see. We had one more big game showcase to talk about. That was, of course, Cyberpunk 2077. Um, now starring Keanu Reeves. <laughs> obviously, the big talk of this presentation was the fact that Keanu Reeves is going to be. Yeah, who's totally the, the Internet's game, babe right now. Acting in the game. Um, the game is going to be releasing on April 16th, 2020. So the day after tax day, Okay, uh, one presumes that CD project reds Western publishing arm might need uh, money coming in in a specific quarter or something. That's such a weirdly specific release date, but, um, I don't know. I'm still in a really weird place on this game. You know, they also showed like the new uh, protagonist a lot where we had previously had that really fierce Latina protagonist. And now we have this like very stale white bread, thin European looking protagonist. Um, although I will say I found the character design sexy AF. Uh -huh. um, I was still less interested in that being like the default character. I know that character customization, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, 
much like with femme Shep and, and dude Shep, I just, there is sort of like an important message by what character is seen as the default face. And I think it sucks that the default face here turned into that. Yeah. And this really just fits in more and more with the fact that CD project red has been kind of historically a little problematic and, you know, uh, cyberpunk 2077's presentation has been kind of problematic and yeah. indicative that the people making it don't understand a lot about cyberpunk. So and and sort of what it means that to them it's just kind of it's like that meme skin. where it's not it's actually... like that meme where like it's like saying all the things that cyberpunk is and then the person like looking at it the eyes like have the arrow to cool trench coat oh my god exactly and it's like oh yeah this you know uh discussions on like class politics <laughs> and it's just like going right over his head as he's focused on cool trench coat yeah we got a so, huge sizzle reel with like lots of lots of stuff. Yeah, and a couple of these were like all new announcements. Even, do you want to go over these real quick? So we have Spirit Fair, The Legend of Right, um, Wasteland Three, Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga, covering all nine films. Um, Twelve minutes, Way to the Woods, Dying Light Two, Gears Pop, State of Decay Two, Heartland, Crossfire X. Or maybe Crossfire Cross. A new trailer for Borderlands 3 was also shown. Yeah, and the thing that was really exciting about that uh, sizzle reel, you know, having Borderlands 3, having State of Decay 2, having um, the Skywalker saga, is um, just, you know, it was nice to see third parties represented in this show where I largely felt like third parties weren't represented. Um, I had thought for sure that in this sizzle reel, we were going to see like Square Enix and Capcom. And instead, it was like some smaller, more interesting experiences. Um, we did get a little bit more of a focus, I should say, also on uh, 12 Minutes. Um, that was the interactive thriller about a man in a time loop, which... Again, we and time loops time are just a hot thing, <laughs> right? Well, and it's um, it's just kind of uh, a, a narrative conceit I'm super into. So when it's well done, and if you're like putting together a movie that completely flops the conceit, it's going to be a complete failure for me. Uh, summer blockbuster. I'm looking in your direction, but I overall was really into like all these games, like the Legend of Right. That was the RPG. It looks like a kid is like drawing it on notebook paper. Um, it had music very reminiscent of like Dragon Quest and like just really cute animation and art. So many of these titles really stood out to me. Several of them. Uh, did any stand out to you? Um, possibly, but uh, honestly, it's getting so late and warm that like my brain's a little fried. So. All right, all right, all right. Well, then let me let me wrap this up uh, or or take us to the, to the bridge. We also had a discussion on Microsoft's part about Xbox Game Pass and sort of some of their other, I would say, like services. Um, Xbox Game Pass for PC is launching an open beta today. It will be available for a $10 per month subscription, just like the Xbox Game Pass for Xbox. And there is a membership service that they're rolling out called Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. That's the one we mentioned earlier. And what that includes is the uh, Xbox Game Pass services for console and PC both, as well as Xbox 
Live Gold all together in one pack for one $15 a month subscription. Which isn't that bad, honestly. Well, I mean, no, I pay, I mean, again, that used to be the monthly rate for Xbox Gold alone. <laughs> so, I mean, when I think about all this stuff you're getting together, I've already upgraded to Ultimate because for the way I game, it just makes sense to have this. Like, I'm saving money for sure. I mean, that's the cost of one MMO. And so <laughs> I guess I should go in and make sure my WoW subscription is canceled. Sorry about it, Blizzard. <laughs> Let's see. And then we also got a sizzle reel specifically of like indie games or smaller games releasing through like the uh, ID at Xbox um, program. Yeah. And so we got some cool titles there um, that are, are going to be releasing on the Xbox platform and included in Xbox Game Pass on day one. Uh, that includes stuff like uh, Dead Static Drive, Pathologic 2, Star Renegades, The Good Life. Totally accurate battle simulator. Totally accurate battle simulator. Looks so ridiculous. Sorry. Killer Queen Black, River Bond, Unto the End, Blazing Chrome, Felix the Reaper, Undermine, Supermarket Shriek, (laughs) Secret Neighbor, Ekenfell, Lord of the Rings Living Card Game, Totem Teller, and Crosscode. And then in addition to that, they also announced that Batman Arkham Knight, Metro Exodus, Hollow Knight, and Borderlands The Handsome Collection, among others, have all hit Xbox Game Pass wow. today. I guess it's a good and thing that I forgot, that they I forgot to pick up uh, the Borderlands Handsome Collection uh, that was on sale at Best Buy. I forgot to pick it up and it got refunded, so I guess it's a good thing I did. <laughs> and then <laughs> they announced that Borderlands The Handsome Collection is getting a new piece of DLC for Borderlands 2 called Lilith Com- Commander Lilith and the Fight for Sanctuary. Borderlands 2. So that's awesome. Like free DLC leading into the new game for the old one. Old one on Game Pass along with all these other games. New Game Pass services. Like it was phenomenal. Yeah. No, uh, Game Pass Ultimate is um, good news. And then to wrap up their presentation, we got a dual trailer or a dual set of trailers, a dual presentation of Project Scarlet and Halo Infinite. Um, Project Scarlet is the next generation Xbox console. It will be leasing in time for the 2020 holiday season. Um, Halo Infinite is going to be releasing as a launch title, very specifically modeling the launch of the original Xbox and the launch of uh, Halo Combat Evolved alongside it, which was considered like the killer app of the platform. Um, So there are a couple of pieces here, but... um, What we got about Project Scarlet was basically that, you know, the emphasis is on reducing load times. Uh, They're using a solid state hard drive that uses new tech to allow it to be used as virtual RAM to like really like kind of supercharge the way that we're really dealing with bandwidth issues and bottlenecks. Um, The AMD processor, um, which is based on Ryzen technology, it sounded like or Zen. Yeah, right. Like um, I got one of those. It's supposed to be apparently four times more powerful than what's in the Xbox One X, though we we always, always grain of salt with those types of statements. And noted that it will be using uh, high bandwidth 
uh, GDDR6 RAM, which, you know, we went over a couple years back, the whole deal on GDDR5 RAM and, and what that meant for, at the time for mm-hmm. the PS4. So to see the, the next-gen Xbox taking this next step is very interesting, because I'm sure y'all remember how much we heard and then saw the effect that that RAM made in the PS4. So very, very interesting to me. Um, the indication was that it is going to be another xbox one family device although they did call it you know next gen they did talk about it as the next step console they also were referring to how it would be running the previous four gens of games and so that made it sound to me like it will have a very very similar focus to what we've seen on xbox one um and you know how we've been talking about how we want our xbox one games to be forward compatible and that would be ideal it sounds like they might be going in that direction and and if they are i have to ask you slaggy where are you at um i'm just hoping that um it will still be an xbox one so that you know maybe it's just like scarlet um enhanced or whatever you know like i'm i'm hoping that I'm not going to miss, I'm not going to have to upgrade just to play the latest and greatest. Like I kind of thought that's what um, the whole idea behind the Xbox one platform was meant to be, but we'll see. And I just have to say that uh, Sony probably has some Scarlet envy right now. Right. Um, Well done by the by. (laughs) So for me, you know, obviously the Xbox one X was such like a, for me, like level headed, like, console purchase like uh, no let me reframe that i am so happy with my purchase of my xbox one x that presuming project scarlet really is just like xbox one x part two not only am i gonna buy one i will pre-order one like i am so happy with my xbox one x and you know i do have the 4k tv you know i do have the you know expensive sound and system and everything and you know if i can get kingdom hearts 3 as i said the other day if i can get kingdom hearts 3 in 4k at like 60 frames a second i will be over the moon that's true yeah i mean like i still have a 1080p tv so i mean like for me i'm just hoping that a lot of the or if even if it's you know a separate platform if they release games for a while that will be on both yeah and then um for Halo Infinite, we got a largely cinematic trailer. Um, it did indicate that it will be building on what we saw in Halo 5 Guardians. Um, we did get a really interesting story trailer, introducing a new character and reintroducing a fan favorite. Um, it was a good trailer, but I don't think it was representative of gameplay or anything. But at the same time, we know what Halo is going to play like. Um let me ask you, Slaggy, what did you think of this press this press conference? And let's be clear, we have barely even described the things they talked about it, and we have been talking about it a whole last 40 minutes. They yeah, talked um, about so much. Well, to make the comparison, like we always do with like report card and uh all of that, like if you think of like the other presentations, like that it's like a high school English class or you know, college English class or whatever, and like you have to write a, you know two-page essay or whatever like uh microsoft is the kid who like went like 10 pages and you know like did the extra credit like there's just a lot here and um i think um you know a lot for everyone and um not like an hour spent on sports games which is good you know so um i think this is uh I, i think sony especially with sony taking 
E3 off this year, uh, maybe they'll have our what's what's their the PlayStation experience, PlayStation Nation thing that they do in the winter. Oh, um, um, I mean, that's just PlayStation experience typically. Right, right. So, I mean, maybe they have some things geared up for later this year, but I would kind of be um, shaking in my shooty boots if I were Sony right now. Yeah, I... Uh... <laughs> First off, I like what you did there, and I see it. Um, I'm just going to say for me, the rating I would give this would be an SSS, like from Devil May Cry. Oh, okay. Because to me, it was like very stylish. It was sexy. It was superb. And, you know, they really, to me, put their best foot forward. They showed a lot of great games. They explained what their philosophy is moving forward. They told us that, you know, next holiday season, we are going to have a new Xbox. So, you know, presumably people who are buying Xbox One X's right now, since they're on sale, nobody can say they didn't tell you there was a new one coming in a year and a half. Yeah. I don't know. I, I felt like Microsoft's uh, presentation did everything it needed to do. It covered all yeah, the one of the best from ones genres had, uh, in terms of like long time. industries, publishers. Yeah, I mean, it did stand out to me. You know, we didn't get any big Activision announcement. We didn't get any big but, uh, kind of like We didn't get any big. I mean, we did get a big Sega announcement. Technically, it was just for a big like a eight year old game. We didn't get a big Capcom. We didn't but get, kind of that's you know, like it's uh, kind of refreshing. You know, it is, though, because we did see a lot of new, interesting games and ideas. And while I would have preferred a lot of these have maybe some gameplay with them, overall, I think yeah. this was a top-tier performance. Uh, yeah. To me, this hey. goes up there with, like, the Sony 2015 pre- um, event that everyone always talks about as, like, the high-water mark of E3s. Microphone drop! The only reason I don't is because we literally don't even have all the games announced there out yet so yeah yeah no um a for me excellent yeah triple s rank for me so all right that about wraps it up for our discussion of the conferences Um, we have two incredibly small pieces of news here that are also incredibly large pieces of news it's just that we talk about them tomorrow yeah Yeah. (laughs) so they're both square enix the first of course is that at last night's um kingdom hearts 3 live orchestra event uh, which was happening while we were recording yesterday's episode we got the announcement of kingdom hearts 3 remind which is going to be the kingdom hearts 3 dlc releasing at the end of the year um we got a lot of really exciting things in this trailer we will be talking about them in depth tomorrow spoiler alert oh yeah spoiler alert and then um Final Fantasy VII got its release date announced tonight at the Final Fantasy VII Orchestra event. Um, That's going to be releasing on March 3rd, 2020. Uh, There was a new trailer shown as well, which is already up on Square Enix's YouTube. And uh, the trailer for that specifically refers to it as the Orchestra trailer. The trailer for the Kingdom Hearts DLC just calls it an E3 trailer. I would bet tomorrow we're getting a new Final Fantasy VII trailer again. Look forward to it. Yeah, um, my big takeaway is they made Heidegger into Daddy. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, all this having been said, we are running way long in the tooth. Why don't you wrap it up? All right. Well, I'd like to um, go over to our Twitter where we had a few tweets. I, I posted my E3 bingo a few days ahead of time. Um, and so we got a few responses. Shad Starzik said, I think B to O diagonally is a sure bet, but when you're on your Carter's mother three, oh, you sweet summer child. I would love, I would love to be surprised, but you know, 
I tried to keep things realistic. Kidman Project said, just give us Animal Crossing Switch already, Nintendo. Um, yeah, I mean, I that's one of I have a couple things here about. Okay, you said keep things realistic. Is that why all of these are like things that are almost certainly going to happen? Yeah. I okay, wanna, see, I, I thought the goal was to like throw out the things you really want, but that are. No, I feasible. want a bingo. Oh, I see. It's 2019. I want a bingo. LOL. I wanna, okay. I want to be right. I want to black out my card. Oh, is that why you have sp- squares for both Luigi's Mansion 3 release date and Luigi's Mansion 3 Treehouse stream? Yeah, because we don't know exactly what... We know Luigi's Mansion 3 is going to be on the floor, but we haven't had a Treehouse uh, listing. I just mean these couldn't have been one square? No. <laughs> because the Treehouse okay. stream is happening at a different time. The Direct is going to have a... Um, like a trailer with a release date. All right. Say, Please look forward to the Treehouse stream. And the Treehouse stream will have some cuties playing Luigi's Mansion. Um, okay, I'm just going to say, because, yeah, I see that uh, Shad Strarzak um, had said, you know, that uh, B to O diagonally is a sure bet. Yeah, I absolutely agree. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll tell uh, you, you what they are. there should be a mother, a mother card. Like, I, I do think um, there should be a spot I don't think... for mother I don't think I don't think Mother Three is happening ever. Sorry. Well, I think you're wrong. Well, then let me let me be gagged. So it's Animal okay. Crossing uh, reveal and release date. Sword and Shield Pokemon stream on Treehouse. Free Space Astral Chain trailer, a new one, and Luigi's Mansion Three's Treehouse stream. Uh, your enzyme says even though they said it's not coming, I'd love to see the Switch hardware revisions. Second gen Nintendo hardware is always way better. Yeah, remember the original Nintendo DS, that clunky boy. I mean, we love the clunky boy, but I mean, if we think about the DS Lite and the DSi, yeah, like, uh, I mean, even like the 3DS, you know, we have the 2DS XL, you know, so yeah, I agree. Um, but I'm just, you know, I'm not ready to say a lot of things. I think it is, I, I actually expect it to get discussed, even despite the fact. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I, I guess we've had Switch for two years now, right? 2017 was that? I mean, yeah, it's, it passed it. Uh, to your mark in uh, February on or in March on March 3rd in fact okay well I mean I guess if it's coming like in 2020 I can buy a new switch I guess I guess and uh, finally at Mouse Wings said I should get caught up with the Yokai Watch book series so many shows and books I've got to get caught up with yeah I had put a, a Yokai Watch for release date on my bingo um yeah I mean I'm I have not seen a lot or you know read a lot of the Yokai Watch but uh the things I have seen of the cartoon, even the dub, like I've honestly cackled at. So holy shit! But, I'm sorry, I just saw something. I have to stop you. Um, there was a game like announced a four star, minutes oh. ago. There's a game announced four minutes ago. This is Final my Fantasy. ass is like, did you see a shooting star? This is Final <laughs> Fantasy Brave Exvius War of the Visions. Okay, strategy RPG for ios set in the world of final fantasy brave exvius they are Isn't specifically that where from? yes it is they are specifically citing it as a final fantasy tactics style game and i am watching the oh, trailer wow. right now and it absolutely appears to be a 3d polygonal polygonal or whatever uh presentation tactics game um presentation is now open if the goal for uh half a million pre-registration folks are reached um everyone will get ishtola as a free unit from final fantasy 15 in her shadow bringers costume um you mean 14 oh i'm sorry yes yes it's my mikote girl 
I am legit screaming. Um, wow, so far, so, the uh... game has only been announced for Japan, but uh, Brave Exvius has been very popular worldwide. So a global version is almost certainly. And again, cool, I hope we hear more about it a, tomorrow. Yeah, from a play perspective, this is a fucking new tactics game. Like I'm looking at it. Yeah, that's this, that is what you want. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Fu- oh, I'm gonna right now send you screenshots. Like I'm, I'm losing my damn mind. I'm sorry. But please continue. <laughs> oh no, that does it for our tweets. So uh, thank you for tweeting us. We love your feedback. We love your subscriptions, ratings, and reviews. We like your fake fake book. I guess it is fake book, right? Fake news book. Facebook likes, and we effing love Twitter. You can email us at mailbuoy at gamebuoy.org. Mailbuoy at gamebuoy.org. And of course, our home base is gamebuoy.org, where all 163 of these episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Spike, do you have any shout outs? I was tweeting about this damn game. I hate you so much. Um, Yeah, for my shout outs, you should check out. Sorry, was in the middle of tweeting. Uh, you should check out Orange Lounge Radio, where every gamer has a voice and from whom I steal so many of my cues. You should also check out the Astral Era podcast. Astral Era is a Final Fantasy XIV podcast focused on in-depth discussion of new content, game mechanics, story slash lore, music, and of course, glamour, darling. You should also check out Slykick's show, Reading is Fundamental, where we dish tea and talk about drag race, hunty. Um, that's drag race that's a drag races show that's slag kicks show it's currently no longer in season because we had a season finale for that show just like a week ago you should go check it out though always a lot of fun to be super gay and catty slaggy take us to a place i want to take you to a game bar where you can kick back i want to take you to a game bar where you can kick back and listen to the sassy staccato of jeremiah tubes todd and dia as they are the queer gaming podcast equivalent of the prairie home companion the magical boys podcast is a pop culture podcast from a queer perspective nintendo fun club is your place for platformers positivity and pop punk and the kitties yuna and luna and anime buoy is our sister ship your port of call for anime recommendations news bits and discussions that maybe aren't on your radar but most definitely should be after e3 calms down i expect we will be animating it up soon our wonderful theme music was done by Zelda Reorchestrated, which is a project that aims to reorchestrate beautiful Zelda music into gorgeous symphonic sounds. Um, you can check out their archive online. Great Fairy Fountain, pouring out of 40. Hehehe. <laughs> LOLOL. All right, all that having been said, we have reached the end of another day. We will be back at you in 24 hours or so, but until then, keep gaming. Keep gaming. Keep thinking. Keep thinking. And uh, mata ashita, ne? Boogie back. Boogie back. Boogie back. <laughs>
<laughs> you, better not, you, you better not blackmail me with that.